Are you tired of hearing the advice? Just focus on SEO to gain more traffic to your website. And then no one tells you how or what the heck SEO is. If you're overwhelmed and just hearing the word SEO strikes fear in your heart, then this is for you. Hey mom, so if you are new to the channel, I am Jody the mom from lifeunboxed.blog and I am a homeschool mom of six, ages two to 17, and I am a mom entrepreneur. So this channel gives you all the information you need to be a successful homeschool mom and mom entrepreneur. And if you wanna start your business or take it to the next level, then visit lifeunboxed.blog and download your free Mom Boss 2.0 workbook. So the workbook teaches you how to start a business without a niche. And oh yes, it can be done. If you like to be a rebel mom and break all the rules, then this is for you. Now let's get into the show. So does the word SEO strike fear in your heart? Are you suddenly overwhelmed with confusion, wondering how you will ever understand the strange and complex world of SEO and marketing? If you're trying to launch an online business or an online presence, then you've heard the word SEO, but you probably thought that it was too complex and confusing. After all, so many businesses hire it out. How can you, a beginner web creator or new blogger, ever figure this out? So I've seen marketing experts post that they were able to do their own SEO, and this was a huge accomplishment for them. So I always thought this would be too difficult for me to figure out then, because if these expert marketers, you know, are cheering their accomplishments, then how can a beginner or a newbie actually figure it out? And I always thought I would never get it or be able to do it. So Starting out as a mom entrepreneur is hard enough without adding one more thing to your plate. But have no fear, mom, because I got your back. I am going to explain SEO in the simplest terms possible so you can understand it and do it yourself. It really is possible. You can. So when I first decided to offer web services, I thought I would never offer SEO to clients. I didn't understand it, and it sounded like this complex system with a steep learning curve that I just wouldn't have the time to learn. I was totally convinced that I couldn't do it, but rarely is a challenge presented to me that I don't accept. Yes, I'm weird like that. My brain craves being challenged. It is kind of exhausting, though. Anyway, I decided I would take a class. We had a subscription to, you know, a set of classes like Skillshare, but the one we had used was bought by another company. And I decided to figure out this SEO thing. Do you know what I discovered? It isn't as complicated as it seems. The reason businesses hire it out is because it is time consuming but it is not complicated. I could understand it, and amazingly, I could do it too. I remember watching the classes thinking, that's it? That is really all there is to SEO? 
where's the mystery? Where's why is it so um, shrouded in a veil of secrecy? Because <laughs> that's how it seems when you talk to people about it. So now that I've taken the hours of classes and received the certificates, yes, they are on my LinkedIn profile. I am going to impart that knowledge to you in stupid, simple terms, or at least try to. I like to hold to the acronym KISS, you know, keep it simple, stupid, because it doesn't need to be hard. Okay, so what is SEO and marketing? Let's unveil the mystery of SEO and what exactly it is. First, you need to take off the this is too complicated filter because that will keep you from understanding it. It is simple. Yes, there are a lot of parts to it, but it is not hard to understand. So remove all ideas that is going to be really complicated and remind yourself that it is simpler than you think. Now that you are ready for it, let's talk about why you need to know how SEO and marketing is used. SEO stands for search engine optimization. And basically you're telling the search engines, hey, if anyone types in this, my website has the answer. Yes, it is that simple. It really is. Now, how to do this is a bit more complex, but SEO is really this simple. You're telling the search engine, hey, this is what it's about. So Google has over 200 parameters that they are looking for to rank your page, or at least I've heard that, and it is proprietary. So everything is best guess or best educated guess. But we are not going to get into all of that because this post is about keeping it stupid simple. So search engines like DuckDuckGo, Google, Bing, Yahoo, and YouTube, YouTube is a search engine, are looking to deliver quality content to the user. Think about your own searches. When you type your question into the search bar, are you expecting random answers or are you expecting to get pages and pages of answers to your specific questions? Of course, we are expecting pages and pages of answers to our questions. The search engine knows that your website or blog post has the answer when you optimize it for the search engine. Again, you're telling Google or YouTube, if someone looks for SEO and marketing, let them see this web page. It answers the question or it provides them information. So it is important to understand what the search engines are doing so you can be the page that ranks for quality content. And as a mompreneur, your goal is to get your business or message in front of as many people as possible. So you need to understand what the search engines are thinking and an idea of how they work so you can get your content to rank on page one, hopefully. This is the goal. You want your page or website to rank on the first page of the search engines. So you kind of want to be in about the top 10 pages for the search results. This should get you on page one. Okay, now this is the part I hate. Search engine optimization takes time. It takes a while to see results. So keep it in mind as you work to optimize your website or blog post. It seems to take at least six to nine months for traction to happen. At least that's what I've been told. 
So one of my posts has made it to page one on Google, but it only lasted about a week. So I track the main keywords that I use with Ubersuggest. And this is part of their paid feature, but it allows me to add, I believe it's up to 100 keywords to track. And then Ubersuggest will then tell me how I'm ranking for those specific keywords. Um, I'm sure there's other tools out there that will do the same thing. I just don't know what all of them are. Anyway, so let's get into the practical how to use SEO now. So how do you actually use SEO on your website? So number one, you want to start with keyword research for SEO. So this is going to be the first place you start and the first place you are confused because everyone uses the term keyword, but to be more accurate, it is a key phrase. You aren't just using one word to optimize your post. You are using a phrase. It can be anywhere from three to five words, but really there isn't a limit on how many words you use in your keyword phrase. Again, you get beyond five words and it becomes more of a sentence than a phrase. So <laughs> that's the only reason. So these are also called long tail keywords. So you'll hear um, these different terms, but seriously, don't get caught up in all of these terms. I just want you to know what people mean when they say them. So when they say keyword, when they say long tail keywords and all of those things, they really mean your key phrase. So just keep that in mind. So how do you actually find the right keywords to use? There are a few tools that you can use to find the keywords. I like to use Ubersuggest, and they do have a free tier as well. That's what got me hooked to start with because some of the other tools like Moz or SEMrush, BuzzSumo, um, and TubeBuddy for YouTube, but um, TubeBuddy has a free tier as well. They're all like super expensive. And so Ubersuggest was like, hey, you can do some free keyword research here. And then I eventually bought it. Good good marketing strategy. You can also use Google AdWords for research, and this is free, but it is a little more complicated to explain than I can in a stupid simple post because it's set up for advertisers, not necessarily um, to do specific keyword researcher, researching. So it doesn't have the ease of use that some of the, these other tools that I mentioned offer. But just so you know, it is available to use and it is free. So the thing to keep in mind when you look for a keyword or a phrase, so we're going to be using these all these things interchangeably, you want to look for a high volume of searches and low competition. So in Ubersuggest, they highlight those words in green. And let's just hop out of here real quick and I will show you. Okay. So the keyword that I'm searching in Uber suggests, my keyword phrase is SEO in marketing. So if you come down here, this is the keyword right here. Let me scroll up so you can see it. And you can see it's the SEO difficulty is in green. Honestly, I don't care about paid difficulty or what is this uh, click cost per click or anything like that. I want to know the volume. So there's about 8,100 searches. And then I want to know that the competition is low. So that's what this green tells me here. And you can see 
we come down here, you have some in yellow. So these words are not as good. And then the reds, like red means stop. Just don't even go there. So, um, yeah. So Uber suggests makes it really easy to do keyword research. And for, for those of us who are visual people, the, uh, red, yellow, and green, like it just speaks our language. Okay. So let's get back to where we were. Okay. Number two, now that you have your keyword, you need to create your content. And so you want to use your keyword throughout your title, your subtitles, and throughout all of your content. So your keyword is in hand. Let's start writing. And the first place to use your keyword is in your title. This lets your reader and the search engine know what your post is about. The next place to use your key phrase is in the first paragraph of your post. And I even have seen some recommend make the first sentence of the, the post in H2 heading and have your keyword in there as well. I haven't tried that one yet, but it is on my list of things to do. So you want to use the keyword again in the um, first sentence or in the first paragraph at a minimum of your post or web page, wherever it is. And again, this lets your reader and the search engine know what you're writing about. So it immediately introduces your reader to the topic. So you also want to include your keyword in your post subtitles or H2 headlines. Use your keyword or variations of it in all of your headings. So if you're including H3 and H4 subtitles, use the key phrase there as well. So something to keep in mind, you don't want to keyword stuff. And this means that you're overusing your key phrase and search engines frown on it. That is, if they could frown. I know you're thinking, but how do I know if I am overusing it? Again, you're just telling me, you're just saying, making a statement and then not telling me what it means. Well, stick with me and we will get into that as well. And it's really easy. Okay, so stay with me. It was really easy to know if you are keyword stuffing your post. So you also want to use synonyms of your key phrase. Do you remember being in first grade or third grade learning about synonyms? They sound like cinnamon. Just remember that from a teacher. Anyway, so for example, if your keyword is work from home, you can also include these synonyms. Syn <laughs> See, I'm going to say cinnamons. Synonyms in your heading. So H2, H3, H4, etc. So here are your synonyms if your keyword is work from home. Work from home mom, working from home, working at home, mom working from home, work from anywhere. And you know, the list can go on and on. But you're giving the search engines more information and increasing the possibility of ranking for some of these other phrases as well. So remember when writing all of your ridiculously good ideas and trying to remember SEO, you want to write for your reader, not the search engines. But I'm going to throw this in there, okay? In my keyword research, because I, I plan out my posts for a year. Now things may change, but I at least have my titles, I have my keywords, so I know what I'm writing for a year. And I'll start planning that in January, in July, 
because planning in July because there's no school. And so I can focus on that and I don't have to focus on school. So it gives me, I have a little bit more space in my schedule. Um, so that's why I do it. So it's because I am an uptight planner and it's also because it's when I actually have time to sit down and do it all. Anyway, so I came across one keyword and I can't remember what the title is, but it will come out. But um, one of the words is don't, and it's don't spelled without an apostrophe. Do you know how many, there was like a massive amount of searches for the key phrase that I was looking up with don't spelled without an apostrophe. I'm like, you know what? I think I can sacrifice my grammar <laughs> because it is worth the high search volume and the low competition. So you want to write for the reader, but at the same time, you have some flexibility with that. So yes, if you see a post that doesn't have an apostrophe and don't, that is why. Anyway, so, but keep your reader in mind because ultimately you want them to stay and read what you're writing. So keep them in mind as you add the keywords and the synonyms, not cinnamons, and make including everything as natural as possible. But again, if you need to leave off an apostrophe because that search, that search volume is just too good to pass up, then do it. Number three is images. Another important piece of content to use in your SEO for marketing strategy is images. So these are also very important um, to your SEO rank. So use your keyword when you name your image files. And that's one place because it will be pulled into your post and make your images more searchable for that keyword. So you can do... Um, if your key phrase is SEO and marketing, you can do SEO and marketing one, SEO and marketing two, SEO and marketing three, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Because every search engine has an image tab and images are returned in search results or users can search specifically for images. So use every tool you have at hand to increase your rankings in search engines. And really SEO, it is about all of these baby steps being put together to um, get big results for you. So there's a lot of little things to do to, to put them all together. Like think of a Lego tower or something. You're building and building and building with all these little pieces. And finally, you're going to have this amazing build. And so that's what SEO you're doing with SEO. Okay. So there is some disagreement when it comes to the alt text of an image. So if you're using a WordPress site, this is something that is filled in when you upload the image to WordPress. Some people will tell you to include your keyword in your image alt text. Others will say, will say that is not the purpose of the, that box, the image alt text box, and it shouldn't be used this way. And so I'm going to tell you what the image alt text is meant for, and then you can decide. It is meant to describe the image, one, if it fails to load, and it is also used by screen reading software that those who are visually impaired use. So that is the actual purpose <laughs> of the alt text box. Now, 
uh, one suggestion is you could do um, SEO and marketing and pinnable image for your Pinterest ones. Um, the idea, though, for the alt text box is to describe the image. And it doesn't have to be a verbose description, but very direct, like drinking coffee and writing at, writing at the desk. Um, because uh, I do know that it tends that it is used for the visually impaired use, I tend to lean towards those who say use the alt text box for its intended purpose to accurately describe the image so visually impaired people are able to read it. Number four, plugins. Okay, in the world of web design, there will always be disagreement and a lot of opinions. This web hosting is the best. No, that one is terrible. Use this web hosting. This theme is the easiest to use. And it goes on and on. And of course, I have some opinions on those matters as well. Um, so right along with hosting and what theme is the easiest to use, there are also many opinions when it comes to WordPress, WordPress plugins for SEO. I personally use the Yoast plugin with the Divi theme. And in all of my seven odd years of using it, uh, I've never had any issues between the theme and the plugin. Just saying, it worked, it's worked. But I've also seen Divi fans also suggest rank math as well, but I've never used it. But that's also, I just wanted to throw that out there. If somebody, you know, like I said, everyone, everyone has an opinion on what's better. So Yoast is a plugin, and so is Rank Math, that's specifically for helping to boost your SEO and marketing for your website. And there's a place to fill in your keyword phrase, set your URL slug. Now the URL slug is, you know, on your website when it's like lifeunbox.blog forward slash, and then sometimes people leave in the dates, don't leave in the dates. Um... So that slug should be your keyword. So whatever comes after. Usually by default, WordPress will put in the entire title of your post. And so in Yoast, you can set what you want your slug to be. So even though the, my title for this post and show is Stupid Simple SEO in Marketing, How to Grasp It Quickly and Easily. Now that's a really long... <laughs> web address. So my when I put the slug, uh, the, set the URL slug, I set it to SEO and marketing, which is the keyword that I'm going for on here. So just keep that in mind. Again, it's all of these little things that are building to have a big impact on your website. And then Yoast will let you know if your post has a green light or a red light. And I know like it's not necessarily intuitive or necessarily an indicator of if people, if your post is going to be liked by the reader, but I am a visual person. So the grade helps me to see how well I'm doing. It will also suggest where fixes are needed, which I really appreciate because if there's um, repetitive sentences, for example, if I start a sentence like three times in a row with the word the, it'll highlight that for me so I can go in and fix it. So different things that, you know, in the writing, when you're in the middle of being creative and the juices are flowing, you don't necessarily think of these things. So it will kind of flag those areas for you as well. 
And so back to keyword stuffing. The plugin will let you know if you overused or underused your key phrase. So it will actually say for the amount of words you've written, you haven't used it enough, go add it someplace else. Or it'll say for the amount of words you've written, you've used it way too much, take it out. Um, And it'll tell you if it's in your content, if it's in your headings, like it'll be specific if you need to add more headings and different things with the keyword. So you don't need to count how many times you used it. The plugin will do it for you. There is a paid version and I've never actually used a paid version. I have just used the free version because it does offer a lot. And there's a video that I watch every single time because I am a entrepreneur. And there are some things that you just have to, you just can't keep up with. So um, there is another web guy I like to follow and he always um, does a new video for Yoast like every year. So I will leave that link below for you. And so if you want to set it up, just watch the video because we'll take you step by step. Number five, other things to keep in mind. As mentioned above in the previous sections, Google looks at more than 200 parameters for ranking pages. Things like page speed, how easy it is to navigate your website, backlinks, etc. So while we won't be getting into backlinks in this post, you can check out this book, Easy Backlinks for SEO, and it is rich in information and resources. Yes, I bought it and read it myself, so I will leave the link for that below. And if you want to check your site speed, Uh, You can go to gtmetrics.com and put in your web address and it'll give you a grade. So that's one website that I use to check my site speed. Okay, but let's um, talk site speed for a little bit because this is something that is in your control for the most part. So your hosting company always plays a role in it and... You can make your page faster by making your images smaller. So that's one thing that is in your control when it comes to your site speed. Um, sometimes it's, if, you're, if your hosting company is not that great or they don't have fast servers, then you, that, you can't do anything about it except call and yell at them. So, But one thing you can do is make your images smaller. So there are plugins that will compress your images But the best thing to do is to upload a compressed image from the start. And if you use Canva, and I highly recommend that you do, you can actually compress your image when you download it. So make your image, download it, hit compress your image, and that's you're starting on that process of making the image smaller. So try to keep your website light. You don't need to add all the plugins. This will slow down your website. And that is why I like to use um, a page builder like Divi because I don't need to add too many more plugins to my website. And I do have another video on that. Like I have actually tons of resources um, to include with this show on SEO, on web design, on all of this. So just be sure to check out the show notes so that um, you can educate yourself, you can learn. Okay, so let's conclude because this has been a really long show. <laughs> but it's good because we need to kind of break it down. Good thing I was going to title this SEO in 10 minutes, but <laughs> good thing I didn't. Anyway, 
SEO doesn't need to be hard. Yes, it takes time, but it is not complex. Remember, it is you're creating posts that target specific searches. And you find how to target these searches by looking for keywords or key phrases. Once you know the keyword you are targeting, you use that for titles, subtitles, content, and file names. At that point, you are optimizing your post for the search engines. So if you want to go deeper into SEO, check out Skillshare classes, Skillshare for classes, and I'll leave my link below. And there's also a couple of books that I found very helpful for taking a deeper dive into SEO for marketing. And I'll also leave those links below and a great way to support the show and to give you a great resources is a great resource is to use one of my affiliate links. So I will leave those below and please be sure to click through. I am so glad you joined me today. And if you want to help spread the word, be sure to like this video and subscribe to the channel. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember to check out the Life Unbox store for all of your mom boss merch. And you can support the show with coffee. Visit ko-fi.com forward slash life unboxed blog. And that is ko-fi.com forward slash life unboxed blog to buy this tired mama a cup of joe. And for more great entrepreneur content, follow Life Unboxed on social media or check out lifeunboxed.blog. And be sure to share the podcast and video with your friends. And I will see you in the next show.